0: <laughs> Stargate It's a great big
1: world
0: We're With the great crazy. big swirl, and you step inside To another world We're talking Stargate
1: It's a crazy trip You can go Quite
0: far and you don't need A car or even a ship It's getting tricky here There's a cur- and Daniel and you Look out for that.
1: Cree, and welcome to Jeff it Takes, the show where we, we watch Stargate SG1 uh, and we talk about the episodes and we do the podcast things to the show. Uh, and it's uh, season two, episode two in the line of duty, and I'm very excited because we finally have. Like something for Samantha Carter to do that is <laughs> plot related and like significant and is part of an arc and will have future repercussions and everything, so they the writers finally figured out what to do with her in this episode um today, I have with me on the podcast m Hello and kavika hey all right, uh yeah, so as I alluded uh this is after after last episode was like the res- resolution of the season one plot lines and everything this is the one that starts the the season two stuff right there uh they, they they don't waste any time even though like we're we're gonna have some planets of the week coming up after this but this is like this is one of the big uh through lines of spe- especially season two uh is going to be the stuff that gets started here so I mean,
2: it's, this it's, is uh, the start of like one of the most important plot lines in the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 what like one of the branches of of the Stargate plot it gets gets started here and like you're you're going to hear the, the 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 name Jolinar and the word Tokra uh, a whole bunch over the coming seasons. How f- so uh
0: How fun do you think it it was to get like launched like into the lake like that? <laughs> Oh, those stuntmen were having a, a, were having a
1: great time. Uh, this is this is clearly like a, a nice beach up in the park in the mountains near Vancouver that they set up on. Uh, they, they've probably shot on that beach before on this show. I'm almost certain this is the beach from the island where uh, Oliver uh, was on for five years in Arrow. Uh, this seems like exactly that location. So, oh, I've I, I, like, I'm almost. See,
2: I've definitely seen this beach in multiple what, episodes of Once Upon a Time.
1: Yeah, there you go. This is this is probably the Vancouver beach whenever they need a beach for anything. And like, yeah, as you said, a bunch of stuntmen get blown up into the water here, and it looks a lot of fun. Uh, that dude is if past you medic. look past how,
0: I
2: mean, yeah. these are these are practically Power Rangers level of explosions. Of oh yeah, explosion is yeah. like nowhere near the guy, but he's going a good
1: <laughs> five feet. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's the shockwave. It's the physics and yeah. everything. And like they flip in the air and like proof into that very shallow beach water. Um, uh, yeah, so they're on some other planet that I I don't I don't even know if it gets named over the course of this episode. Hey, it gets the
2: name later. It's not important.
1: It's one of those P numbers names. Uh, and like yeah, they 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 were they're with the people who live here on this beach who are getting currently like bombarded by the gold. Uh, some gold gliders are attacking these people for a reason that we don't know. Uh, which is going to be very clear just later. Just terrible
0: shots too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> it's, they they Calvin,
2: have. There's. Well, we don't actually see anyone get hit. People are dying, so <laughs> it's
0: working.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, I just want to say that I paused on Amazon and the the actor who plays like uh Joel Art's previous host is like credited in the Amazon X-ray but <laughs> his cast photo is the photo that Daniel shows the lady later in the episode so it's just literally that photo uh, it's that's pretty awesome. funny cuz we
0: yeah we don't see him very well in this scene but um, that's like on that's like when they do the like the group shot of voyager for everybody on the on the ship to save and it's just that uh-huh. it's just the fucking tv guide promo fucking shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the 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 one promo shot of seven of nine that everyone has
1: seen everywhere because it's like yeah everyone's like look check out the space babe it's, it's the like the one photo that took over um yeah, uh, but even like, it's, it's just a shot of, uh, of a TV show where Dial is showing a printout of a photo <laughs> on an inkjet printer. It's anyway, um, <laughs> that, that's later. Uh, so SG1 is here on this planet. They're evacuating everyone, uh, through the Stargate, which is right there on the beach, conveniently enough. Um, and like, yeah, there's, uh, like two, two survivors of interest in this scene. Uh, is one of them is really burned up really bad. We, we see like a quick shot of him. Uh, but they just like, they say, Oh, he's burned up real bad, but they just like carry, carry him out through the gate. And another one that, uh, Carter is giving CPR to. Uh, and she's doing, as she's doing that, uh, she, we hear like, uh, while she's doing the cpr like we hear like the 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 sound effect of a ghoul larva going he's like screeching and like jumps into her mouth and she like like reels back like yeah okay sorry the the guy like actually grabs her head while she's doing that and holds her there and then like yeah we get the implication that a ghoul is jumping into her mouth and she spits blood and we get a nice slow-mo shot of her with glowing eyes so we so we know exactly what happened here um, but no one else notices that, uh, O'Neil just gets there, and, and, uh, like, she says unprompted that, uh, this guy bit his tongue, and that's why there's blood, so don't ask any questions about the blood, please. <laughs> no one would
2: have asked any questions. Is there a dying guy? Blood happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: you, you were giving CPR to a dying guy, you might expect blood to be there somehow. Um, anyway... Uh, like yeah he's dead uh he really is so uh O'Neill and sam just like get up and start running on the beach as they get like that we don't even get a shot of explosions behind them they just run um so we're on earth we've run out of explosion they, money yeah, <laughs> yeah they 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 blew all their budget in that in that first scene uh there's not much in the way of action scenes in this one there's some you know stealth action i guess but that doesn't real that's not really a high budget kind of thing um yeah on earth uh yeah everyone like the the last three people through the gate are uh o'neill carter and Teal'c, and then they close the iris and everything uh when we see all the like all the people who were just uh who just escaped this planet are being like uh taken care of on earth uh, put on stretchers and carried to the infirmary and everything uh and then like we get like we get like a sort of a point of view shot of sam looking around and everything and like y- like you know she's a gold at this point so you so like uh, it's it's played like oh she's looking around it doesn't understand what what is what this is what earth is where she is right now um and yeah that's it and she's just like oh the if she's okay she says yeah i'm fine thanks
2: uh the, that's it the one thing that the show never dun, dun, dun. really nails down is just how fast the ghoul get, well, gets gets into a person's (laughs) memories
1: right yeah i mean in this case it was instantaneous because you know she the first thing that happened is she told o'neill that that this guy bit his tongue uh and like uh, the the thing is like i guess like it makes sense that joel and r doesn't know who the people of earth are that she would hide her presence and not tell tell them about this but this it really goes against what the Tokra like seem to really value oh. later on when we see more of them, which well, is Well and to it respect. also
0: kinda shows that they've got a just kind of a shit house intelligence network. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the
1: thing. I think this is implied to be the first <coughs> time that the Tokra learn about the Tari in this episode. Yeah. Because like Jolinar doesn't seem to know what this planet is and she doesn't trust them for the whole episode. So yeah, uh presumably like all their uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm, talk- I, I'm talking about stuff from later. That's like a little bit spoilerish, but there's Tok'ra around, and they do stuff, and like they're they're, they're like kind of uh, trying to subvert the guild from within. Um, but yeah, you, you like the the whole deal with the Tok'ra is that they're spies and they're like a resistance and everything, and they they have intelligence on all a bunch of things. They I mean, uh, do but somehow- kind of
2: like one part of this is that. It comes up a bit a bit later once the name Tokra is actually said in the episode, yep. but as far as t- t- like apparently, uh, Bra'tac had told Teal'c about them, but it was like a myth.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the The Jaffa aren't very aware of the Tokra as like an ongoing concern and everything. So, but it's, like,
2: uh, what two generations of First Prime don't even know that these people exist?
1: Yeah. They've never seen them, so like they must be really good at being covert or the ghoul really don't want anyone to know that the toker exists, so they like they they silence that that information from going out there um it's got yeah it, it raises a lot of questions that are going to be like hammered out and in in some cases retconned later on because it there's some like slight inconsistencies that can be kind of brushed off as like oh Jolinar was in trouble she didn't trust them and she was doing what she needed because she thought she, her life was in danger um but yeah, it's it, it's interesting the ways this like doesn't seem uh, consistent with what we're gonna see later on. Yeah. Um, so uh, we come back from the cold open on a briefing scene, and like, and for the f- whole first like half of this episode, it's just gonna be like Carter acting like. V- not not suspiciously, but just off. Like her vibes are are, are fucked up, and all her friends kind of notice, but don't say anything because she's maybe just having a bad day. It's like, kind of interesting. Just, but,
2: like what, the what? first thing she says in the briefing is just like a really aggressive, pointed remark at tilk for being a Jaffa. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: you are just a Jaffa, and like okay, like the the Chukra don't like the Jaffa. This is consistent with what we know later, but they don't. You know, you wouldn't think she would like take the whole. Gould attitude of being like, oh, inferior beings or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it seems like that this is. That, that's, so that's the other thing is that Joel and R should have access to all of Carter's memories. So she should yeah. know everything about these well, people I mean, and be able to, you know.
0: They're racist, so, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's not wrong. Like, the Tok'er have a problem with that. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk more about that later on. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a good point. She can't her- help herself with say, but say, well, you are just a Jaffa. Apophis wouldn't tell you about uh, whatever reason they'd have to just attack a people out of nowhere. Because uh, that's the actual uh, topic of the debriefing here is that no one knows why uh, the ghoul attacked this particular planet. We don't even know which ghoul attacked in this case, because the, the one bad guy we get in this episode is just an unnamed Ashrak, and he <laughs> doesn't tell us anything about what he's there for. He's just for the system lords in general. Um,
2: which, uh, that's th- a that's, weird thing when we get, we'll get into the go politics later. There's yeah. not really a system lords in general to serve like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just a loose alliance of, of a ghoul-like system lords of of like high-ranking ghouls uh that are just like uh, in, in an alliance with each other um but yeah we we don't know anything about that uh, it's presumably not apophis because apophis is kind of sort of on the run at this point uh, <laughs> um, anyway uh so so this is them just talking about this and they say yeah they 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 say they tell Hammond they should ask the survivors uh if they can find find out anything about uh, what happened there by just talking to them. Uh, but Hammond says, yeah, okay, but also we need to find a new planet for them, I guess. Uh, and, like, yeah, Hammond, like, just, like, uh, casually uh, exposits that there's three new SG teams also that is gonna, that are gonna help them with this, so we're up to SG-12 now, which... <laughs> Like I guess means that not only did did all the stuff about shutting them down last season like get like overturned uh, as soon as there was a, like a an alien invasion threat like their their budget has just been actually increased since last season now they they just have three more teams uh, on the payroll because <laughs> now the government sees the the importance of funding them um, so uh, yeah yeah, but as as everyone is dismissed, Odino says, Oh, uh, hey Carter, by the way, you still have to go get your checkup from Fraser. Uh and, and she's like, and she's like, Yeah, for sure, buddy, old oh, man, Jack, yeah. And like she kinda beans him on the shoulder as she leaves like, Yeah, for sure, I need to go do that. And like the camera like kinda hangs on him after that. He goes, That's weird. <laughs> that was a weird ass interaction. Okay. Um we get so, uh, we, we see what, like, the actual post-mission physical consists of in the next scene, because uh, the first thing Fraser does is kind of, like, check the back of Carter's neck to make sure that... Uh, so, what they're looking for is a scar where a Gould would have gone in, that, that that's like their... Post post Kowalski uh, procedure is to is to check that because as far as they know the only way a gold can can enter someone is in the back of the neck and that leaves a scar so
0: she's checking for that doesn't find anything you'd think right. you'd think that like just a an M- they'd have a MRI or something yeah you know? but
2: you think just just because that could detect not only golds but being replaced <laughs> by robots
0: right uh, <laughs> yeah. any of a number of
1: weird sci-fi issues they might have when coming back. You know, uh, even the- just
0: even just an airlock where you rub some <laughs> some antibacterial uh, on each other's bodies is a better screening procedure than what the you SGC would- currently has. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, we all love Star <laughs> Trek Enterprise here. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to see, actually, Fraser gets the idea to do an MRI fr- like after this episode, which he realizes that the Gould could do other stuff besides going through the neck, which is, I guess it took it took a whole season to get here, but we're, we're finally going to have some actual good procedures uh, that are still not going to be enough for some future stuff we haven't seen yet. Um, Listen,
2: there's always going to yeah. be enough holes for the plot to happen. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah, of course. You, you can never, like, be 100%. The, uh, the writers must have a fun time trying to find out which which holes they still have in their security protocols that they can, like, just sneak a new alien through. Um, <laughs> uh, Fraser does notice when looking into Carter's mouth that she has like uh, abrasions in the back of her throat uh, but she like, uh, she like kind of dismisses it as just a sore throat I guess uh, and she like takes a swab from the back of her throat which is uh, oh, that's nasty but anyway I guess she's being thorough even though as far as she knows uh, Carter had a cold or something um, you gotta make sure that it's not a space
2: cold Right.
1: Yeah. Right. That's important. <laughs> the, the, the 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 fun part is she does this, and then we never hear about this again after after this is done because like people are gonna figure out what to deal with her before before Fraser has can, can run her tests anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, this scene is there to mention Cassandra, to, to, that we remember this little girl from last season that was adopted by Fraser, uh, that apparently misses Sam, and like she's like, well, tomorrow I guess it's a day off of school or something because she's going to be at the hospital where Fraser also works uh, with her. So I, mean, uh, I get the
2: feeling that Fraser kind of is only working at the hospital right now because that's where they're moving all the survivors to because. Oh yeah, they don't have a very yeah, big medical facility.
1: She's probably busy there. I yeah, the the impression I get because she seems to have like this whole big office at at the hospital. So that's yeah, I mean like it's, the, she,
0: it's the VA for sure, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 she works she works at the VA, and also you know she's on contract with the SGC to go there. Not clear if she's full time if she goes five days a week to the SGC or whatever, or if it's just every other day or something. Uh, that could account for how she's not technically in every episode, I guess. Uh, but yeah, uh we're gonna see that hospital in just a minute there. Um And yeah, uh like they also mentioned that that's the hospital where the Nassians so yeah, I guess Nasia is the is the name of that planet. Uh and that's that's where the survivors are being treated uh, I guess, under cover because uh of course they're refugees from they look, an alien planet they look and like people,
0: it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well plus or minus a few tribal tattoos uh on their face. Uh, Yeah, so we're at that hospital then, which, like, presumably the next day, uh, Fraser is looking at this one guy who's covered in bandages head to toe, like a mummy. (laughs) Uh, If you were wondering when we would get to mummies on this Egyptian... Uh, <laughs> themed sci-fi show we have one right there but it's just a guy who has apparently third degree burns on 80 percent of his body which fraser helpfully tells us means he should be dead right now so that's weird but they don't think about it much more than that uh guys I just was lucky to be alive <clears throat> i
2: guess i'm gonna be honest y- you know that the guy will just heal people and the guy <laughs> who is super badly burnt and should be dead but is still alive uh-huh. That guy should have gone through an MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. But, like, yeah. I, I guess, like, he's just one of, I don't know how many, like, 40 people uh, that they got through. So, maybe they're, like, overwhelmed right now and they haven't had time yeah, to run all these tests. Um, uh, yeah, a just to detail. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, small attention to detail right now is that Carter is there and she's wearing her like uh, green jumpsuit like the, the the kind of stuff she usually wears but she doesn't have any of her patches on her uniform which which makes sense because she's going off to uh, a hospital somewhere in the city so she's off base so she wouldn't have a big SGC thing on her outfit because that wouldn't be very secret uh, to keep that in mind for later because there's like a small goof that's coming up with that stuff Um and like yeah, we we uh, as they leave the room, we, we pan down and we see this mummified guy, and there's a big light that lights up like on his belly, which I guess is a ghoul healing device. This is never really explained because this guy's a ghoul specifically, <laughs> uh, and he's specifically a ghoul assassin, Uh but. I don't know. He has a light on his belly because he, he has a shirt made of healing device or something that they covered in bandages. I don't really know what's going on there, but he's healing, and he's going to be fine in a yeah, minute. That's Maybe a swallowed weird glow. Mm-hmm.
2: That, that'd be more like a place where you'd expect to see a glow if he was a Jaffa, but...
1: right uh anyway it represents healing the glow the glow means that he is getting better <laughs>
2: i mean this is not going to be the silliest special effect this guy's going to have no
1: no no for sure not or the the most questionable uh anatomical thing that happens with him um so uh we're in fraser's office now and cassandra is there and she's finger painting a nice rainbow and some people on a on a nice canvas um Uh, Like A a small point, Cassandra is still played by uh, the same actor that played her last season, and this is the last time she will actually portray Cassandra, because she's going to show up again later, but she's going to be a teen and played by a different uh, actor. Um... So, uh, Carter comes, uh, walks into the office to talk to her. uh, And once again, her vibes are extremely off. She's standing awkwardly in the distance, not acting warm the way she usually would. Uh, she's just like trying to cover for it and say, Hey, nice painting. And Cassandra is very excited and she runs over to hug her. But then uh, immediately, uh, as they're hugging, Cassandra goes, Wait. The vibe is off here, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, and she like kind of just pushes off of her and like goes to hide somewhere, and and we see like quote unquote Carter like just advancing towards her menacingly, and her eyes go to underline that oh no she's a ghoul now, Um, which like it's going to be explained later that Cassandra because she has Nekoda in her blood from the bomb last season she can feel the presence of a ghoul, which is going to be like a pretty consistent thing. That can happen later in the series, but it's just weird that Teal, who has a ghoul in his belly, should also have this ability, but he doesn't say anything in this episode. That's just because that hasn't been
2: established yet, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So I was just... uh, You ever hear the, the antidotes about how in Terminator 2, if you have somehow managed to go in completely unspoiled, which is basically impossible now... (laughs) <laughs> that you don't know which Terminator is actually yes. the bad guy until yes. like if, a good th- until like a third of the way into the movie.
1: Yeah. And actually if they, you if you watch the trailers, it doesn't reveal that. You wouldn't know that. So it's actually like the intent was for that to be a surprise,
2: yeah. It's like they, they do a very good job with that kind of dynamic with the uh, uh-huh. with the two Getworld in this episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: that's pretty good, right? Because, uh, like, yeah, that, that's the thing, is that going in not knowing anything, it lo- looks like she's acting evil, but she's just, I guess, protecting herself, and it, it comes off as evil because we don't have the context for it. Um, we, we
2: have no, we have no, you have no reason at this point to assume that there yeah. are are any Gebel that aren't evil.
1: Right. right. Exactly. Um so, uh, yeah, back on the SGC, uh, they're like Hammond and O'Neill are, are talking about possible uh, planets to redirect the survivors to, which, you know. If anything, if if all else fails, you still have that alpha side that is like a whole presumably a whole planet where only a dozen people that you shipped there last week live. So you could just send them there. There's probably room for them. Um, the
2: world of light was happy to take refugees last time, even if you were using them to be passive aggressive.
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And These people are clearly not not the Tolans. <laughs> they, they, I don't think they they'd, uh, they 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 mind too much. Uh, anyway, I don't even think. We're going to know where they go. They're, they just get relocate, relocated by the end of this episode. Um, anyway, while they're talking about this, uh, O'Neill gets a phone call, and uh, it's Fraser calling him because he's like he he goes over to the hospital then next scene uh, he's also not wearing his patches when he walks in another good attention to detail uh, and he goes into Fraser's office and talks to Cassandra uh, he sits down next to her and she like sidles up next to him and she he just kind of holds her in it's kind of cute uh, Richard Dean Anderson clearly it, as a dad himself uh, knows how to act with kids because I, I just think it's the way he like the, the, the way he talks to her is, is, is pretty cute. Uh, he asks her w- w- what's going on, um, and Cassandra says, well, she said she'll kill me if I, if I said anything. And he's like, no, no, that's, that, that doesn't sound right. That, that must be a mistake. But then Cassandra says, no, listen, she's a ghoul, though. That's, that's, that's why. Uh, <laughs> um so, yeah, all of that to, to just to get to that point, uh and then, like yeah, I guess the John and r slash Carter are back on s g uh, at the s g c and s g one is uh suiting up to go on a mission and and uh she 's just walking around uh with an angry look on her face, looking for o'Neill who 's not there <laughs> because he 's over there talking to Cassandra right now. Uh, and she, she like kind of gets up in Daniel and Teal'c's face and asks them where O'Neil is and they say I don't know we're like supposed to meet in the gate room in a minute and she like kind of yells at them and they go that's, that's weird um so yeah then then they go to the gate room uh we get the we get the shot the the one missing shot from the opening uh, that we hadn't seen yet uh is right there it's uh the shot where uh, she's like she whips around and looks angrily at the control room from the from the gate room uh so yeah all 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 along in the opening of the of the show we had a shot of the tolker Jalinar. we just didn't know about it and it's it's revealed in this episode um <laughs> i i just think that's a that's a funny little tidbit um so yeah I, I, as she's there pacing around impatiently uh o'neill walks in without any of his gear on he says yeah uh g- cancel the mission we're not going anywhere and like he just wa- walks up next to sam and sticks her uh with a needle in her shoulder uh th- through her sleeve um <clears throat> while he's like acting like he just walked up there to not make her suspect anything it's, it's it's a pretty slick move uh but like yeah she could she just go what did you do what, what was that what did you put in me and like fraser gives us like oh wait that was that was enough to put down an elephant and she's still standing there's definitely something wrong with her um, but,
2: you know that's an an effective test but a very risky one <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you might yeah, there's enough stuff in that syringe to kill a human being. Let's just jab our, our friend with it right now. Um But yeah, uh then like uh Jolinar picks up the the like I guess her gun, points it at the rest of SG1 and yells in gold voice to open the gate. Uh <laughs> Daniel has a pretty funny reaction to this when he goes, What's going on?
2: Because <laughs> he doesn't know anything. uh. Uh, just like, oh, go old voice. I'm going to point the staff at it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then,
1: like, we, we have a security guard that walks in and, and like, shoots her with a tranquilizer <laughs> dart in the leg, uh, which is just, like, it doesn't actually even put her down still. Uh, She's just, like, it, it just distracts her long enough for O'Neill to, like, kind of wrestle the gun out of her. Hands and she punches him down to the, the ground and then she takes out a grenade and unpins it and holds it in her hand and says, let me go or I'll blow us all up and we'll die. Um, <laughs> and then the, the one security guard who used the trank gun who now has his pistol out says, I could just shoot her, sir. And anyway, he says, yeah, if you do that she's going to drop the grenade and we'll all die. That's not a good plan. Um, and then like, finally it seems... Yeah, she she just like talks to O'Neill and says, "Let me go," and O'Neill says, "Nope." Uh, and then she finally starts to pass out from the like the incredible amounts of tranquilizers that are in her now. Uh And like O'Neill just manages to grab the, the the grenade like in her hands as she's falling down and finds the pin on the floor and pins it back up pins it back up so that no one blows up. Fortunately. Um and they take take her away into a holding cell. Um, he, he,
2: Jack does have a very, have a very good line here where she's threatening him with the grenade, and he's just like, "Oh, well, wait, no one's going to open the gate, so we're all <laughs> going to, either we're all going to die here or we're going to live."
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's just, he's being very pragmatic about all this, and he's right, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we have another little debriefing uh, scene here. Where they say no one knew it was happening except Cassandra, and then like Frasier like extrapolates from there that Cassandra having Nakoda in her blood somehow it reacts with the presence of a ghoul because it's the magic metal that is everywhere whenever you're talking about ghoul, and it does everything anything you want it to. So that's 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 convenient. Um, so yeah, they 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 put together that. <clears throat> that uh, one of the survivors from the planet gave her that ghoul. Uh, Fraser says I examined her and didn't see anything. And then she's like, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to uh, give everyone an MRI now who comes back, just in case." Because yeah, okay, they also figure out that the the ghoul entered through her mouth. That's how they know that that that's how they did it without uh, leaving any marks on the back of her neck. Um, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, O'Neill says she, she remembers the guy she was giving CPR to, uh, to, uh, t- they, also, they, it's just more talking and they say well uh why is the why was there even a ghoul there and uh <clears throat> they think well maybe it was a setup to try to get a spy on earth maybe that's why that planet was being attacked which they didn't know about uh tilk Til- says hey maybe she's like planted a bomb somewhere we should look for it which is not found not not mentioned again after this point um yeah, and they just and I guess Daniel says uh, he's he's gonna go talk to the survivors from the planet to try to figure something out. Um, so uh, we're back in the hospital with uh, the scary mummy survivor guy with the light in his belly, uh, still lying on his bed, and a and a friendly looking doctor walks in with a monitor. Um, Guy who clearly is there to uh, get killed or something. I don't think he actually dies in this episode. <laughs> but he's just like, he, he, that's, that's just the guy, the, 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 the ashrak who's, who's the, the, the guy in the bandages. He strangles him and
2: gets up. Um, <clears throat> so then yeah, Daniel's in a. Cannot- <clears throat> you cannot move like that in, the, in that kind of bandages, whether you're healed <laughs> underneath or not.
1: I mean, he's not, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, he's not plastered or anything. These are just, like, soft bandages. But, yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're um, going to
2: be tight enough that it's going, they should Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, he's strong, though. He's a ghoul assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, then we see that Daniel's also in the hospital. He's talking to this lady who's, like, kind of shell-shocked from Earth in general. <laughs> um, he just, like, Daniel just starts talking to her, and we're going to see. Uh, it's, yeah, it's lucky that this is, she's the one survivor from the planet that we ever see being talked to, and it's lucky coincidence that she's going to happen to be the wife of the guy who was the host, Jolinar. Um Back on the base, O'Neill is just sitting and brooding because he's worried. Uh, Teal c- comes in and, and talks to him. And, uh, like, Teal, Teal, Teal tr- tries, because O'Neill is up and he's supposed to go talk to Carter slash Jolinar. And, uh, <clears throat> and Teal comes in and says, okay, uh, if you go and talk to her, don't, don't see Carter. Like, he, he's giving her, him the briefing that there's a gold in there. So, uh, the, the The gold is going to try to manipulate you, uh, try to forget it as Carter and everything. And he, they, like, they don't really and, s-
2: say it, but you mm-hmm. definitely get the vibes that he's still fucked up by what happened with Kowalski.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the the thing is, this is kind of like halfway a sequel to the Enemy Within, because it's a very similar situation, and we know that yeah. what happened back then like didn't work. They don't have a way to remove a gould. and like O'Neill, the first thing he says earlier when they ask what they're gonna do is, "Well, we're gonna get it out of her," and like you know, uh, I think Daniel then says, "Well, yeah, we tried that with Kowalski, and that didn't." work uh and like clearly he's worried that the, the same thing is gonna happen and now uh the, the thing that's gonna end up saving them is that this is this isn't actually the same situa- situation as it was um yeah uh yeah uh, the, 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 there's a like the, there's a nice line where Teal says yeah when you speak to her don't see your friend only see the gold and he only says yeah how do you do that uh which is kind of sweet um so we see, like, yeah, uh, Jolinar is in a cell, and there's lasers also protecting the bars to the cell to make extra sure that she doesn't get out of there. Um,
2: Just standing in the middle of the, of the cell very oh, yeah. creepily.
1: Yeah, very Hannibal Lecter right there. Uh, <laughs> um, and O'Neill, uh walks in and starts talking to her. Uh, and he, like, the first thing he tries to, is to try to, like, he does what Teal suggested is, which is to appeal, try try to, like, shatter the ghouls' ego because it's their one weakness, so, like, going and, going and insult them might rile them up enough that they tell you what you want to know. Uh, yeah. Uh so yeah Joel and R says yeah you have to let me go cuz you don't know what's happening here and O'Neal's like yeah no I don't think that's going to happen um and like yeah they 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 just stonewall each other no no, no progress is, is made here <laughs> cuz O'Neal's like yeah you're not going to tell me are you and that's it for this conversation Did they
0: still have did they still have Zats from oh, uh, from uh, the last episode, yeah, they do. They should
1: yeah, well, I mean, Tilk is going to use one at the end of this episode, so th- they they brought that's them back right. for, yeah. for sure. Because
0: um, like I, I like I feel like now would be a good time, like is that <laughs> would be good for interrogation. you know? Yeah, uh, maybe that's you, just to me. I don't know. You
1: know, we know that it works also because they did it on Chlorel. They might like weasel out a way that oh, Chlorel was still a young ghoul, yeah. so he, whatever. But they hit, but they
0: hit Chlorel a couple times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might it work. They, they don't think to do that, uh, unfortunately. Uh,
2: um. So yeah, SG one stays pretty far away from torture. We're not going to get to that to that until we get to Atlantis in universe. 9-11 <laughs> right.
0: eleven hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> um.
1: So we're back at the hospital, and th- like in this shot, we can see that Daniel forgot to take off his SG one patch from his jacket, so he actually went out there into the in in public wearing uh, his sgc insignias on on his clothing nice going daniel uh nothing is gonna come. Per- this i am
2: perfectly willing that to, to to believe that the other two were smart enough the other two thought uh, about this and daniel just completely forgot
1: yep he forgot he doesn't even rem- remember what he's wearing right now because he's just uh hyper focused on on the current mission um so yeah, that this is the scene where Daniel like shows this lady the, 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 the inkjet printout of the photo we mentioned earlier uh, of this man. He says it's a <laughs> shot from the footage that SG something else shot on the planet when they first went through the gate. Uh, and he just printed, printed out a frame from a video. And that's a very clear shot of this guy. Uh, and they like they've been, uh, they've identified this guy as specifically the one that gave Caro uh, the gold, um, and it, it's this lady's husband. Uh, so she she recognizes him, and he asks. So Daniel asks her, "Did you notice anything weird about him before all of this?" Uh, he tries to uh, be like uh, to empathize with her by saying, "Hey, I lo- I also lost my wife to the ghoul. How- I know how it is. It's hard. I know." um but 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 she says um, she says uh, I don't hang on yeah okay she, she like Daniel asks her uh, did you notice anything weird or different about your husband lately and she says no oh wait I noticed he had a scar on his neck uh, a few months ago uh, which is like w- which tells Daniel a new piece of information which is that it happened some months ago and he's been hiding out there uh, and Daniel like pushes it a little bit too far because he he starts asking, was he violent? Did he did his eyes glow? Did he have a big voice or whatever? And she gets upset. Uh, so yeah,
2: so, are we supposed to assume that what, Jolinar actually did the regular Tokra thing and like got consent and permission to go into her think, husband?
1: So we're gonna learn from the next Tokra episode that Jolinar. Is a woman and she likes to be in female hosts, which is going to be where gender comes into Stargate for briefly because they don't talk about that much. But like the fact that Jolinar was in a male host is considered like unusual for her. And like I think Martuf is going to like theorized that she must have been like really uh in in a bad spot that she had to take this guy and like the implication is that maybe
2: this guy didn't consent either uh so like but he that- was able to pretend to be him a lot he was able to like pose as him a lot better yeah and
1: you know and she she was posing as, as him for months cuz she had his memories and like i guess she she also she should also have all of carter's memories but she doesn't seem to be using them very well because she should know that these people are like can i guess i guess maybe carter just knows that the us military actually can't be trusted maybe that's the whole thing actually <laughs> um yeah i mean uh,
2: she, she, she she knows en- enough to know, like, okay, no. If they if they find out there's a, the in my head, you're it's you're going to Area Fifty One. That's what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's she, she's trying to save herself from Mayborn at this point. Um, but yeah, Which, uh, even though like Jack is actively working to suppress that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so Daniel walks out of of the room where this lady is, and just past the room where the Ashrak was, and, like, he doesn't see that there's a, an unconscious doctor uh, on the floor of, of this room in the back with his feet just sticking out past the bed. It's like one continuous shot from him leaving the room that goes into that room, and then the Ashrak looking at himself in the mirror is still mummified and everything. It's, it's kind of neat. Um, but you, you see him take off the bandages, and he looks like a real mean guy. Uh, and, the <laughs> and then he t- he starts doing that 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 cat heaving thing where he like coughs and you can you can tell he's about to throw up <laughs> but like he he spits a a big triangular sharp metallic thing in the sink that's in front of him Uh and it's like uh, only a little goopy and i don't understand how he managed to swallow and then throw up this thing without any issue with <laughs> <laughs> it looks really nasty. I guess this guy this is really He's going to
2: heal his throat back up. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's you know, what the ghoul they can does. Heal, so. Just, just like suppress a gag reflex and and heal like his entire esophagus from uh, severe lacerations from this sharp metal object that he swallowed. Um, but yeah, he puts like it on. The
2: Ghouls sure do have a lot of like technology that they put on their that they just wear on their hands. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, they like it. It's that's their you- trademark, I guess.
2: Do you think they've ever like, accidentally left the house with the left left the ship with the wrong one? Oh, you you really don't want it's to. Like, ma- oh, I meant to bring my. Tor- I hope oh, I meant to bring my torture thing. I just <laughs> yeah. brought my. I just brought my Scandy device. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> we, you, you don't want to make the, the mistake, the healing one for the torture one or from the shockwave one or this one, which is a torture slash kill slash mind control one, I guess. Because this is like an all in one cool thing that we're never going to see again. Uh, and this is like this is where uh the portion of, the, of this episode that I'm going to call Hitman uh uh, Ashrak 47 comes in because every every scene this guy is in could be straight from a hitman level it's it's it's, it's pretty funny once you see it um but yeah, he just like puts that on his hand right now. Uh, and then like we, I guess it's the next evening in the same room and uh, Fraser comes in uh, and like she sees some guy, like covered in bandages on the bed and, and, and writes some stuff on her clipboard and it's like, all right, everything checks out here uh, and leaves the room. And of course, we, we can already guess what's what happened here is that this is the doctor. Well, I
0: mean, you can't tell he's covered in bandages. Right, you can't. You know, um, well, one guy looks the same as another. Yep.
1: Uh, so yeah, we're back in the cell where O'Neill has just been staring at Jolinar
2: for this whole thing. Although <laughs> um, the guy's got an in—he has a, I just, he has an intubation tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. One, the giga that out by its- pulled that out of itself. Oh God! Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the, and then it put, and then it managed to figure out how to put it in properly onto that guy no, he the like, Ashra- Ashrak
1: is smart he, he knows all of that how how that works he can just <laughs> jam it down his throat and everything and it's it's just going to work out um, <laughs> um, so yeah after after this little staring session is through uh, Joel and R uh, starts talking to O'Neill and says alright uh, I guess we can make a deal let me go. Let me go through the Stargate. I'll I'll leave Carter, and she can come back here. Um, like Onia says, yeah, you can do that. Uh, and Johnnar says, yeah, I I could. It's not easy. I might die, but uh, I, but Carter's gonna be fine, and like w- then we can all be each have what we want, I guess. Um, and, like, O'Neill points out, yeah, but when you left this guy, uh, the, the other guy on the planet, it, he, it killed him. And, like, Jolinar says, well, because yeah, he died first and I had to leave or I would have died too. And that was that, 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 that's all I could do, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then, like, O'Neill st- tries to ask her, so why were you and this guy anyway? And Jolinar uh, clamps up at this point. Doesn't answer the question, but she says... Carter's mind would be intact, and she, she tries to reassure him uh, that everything would be fine if they did that, but uh, O'Neill is not buying it because he doesn't trust her. Uh, and she still hasn't told him that yeah, about the Tok'ra, because she she's just going to tell Teal, uh, like, next scene.
2: Uh, so- sorry, the mm-hmm. off joke came to mind there. It's like, why were you... Why were you in that body? Just immediately shuts up. It's like, oh yeah, that that that's a dysphoria there. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> Th- that's a good point. And like,
1: it's it's probably actual dysphoria. we considering what we're gonna learn. That yeah, that that that's a real good point. Um, and then Zolanard, like uh, tries to play a, a gambit where she seems to shut down and let Carter talk. And like Carter like speaks in regular voice and like kind of just. Uh, he yells and uh, cries out and says, Oh, she's telling the truth. You have to tr-. Actually, she says he because, like, everyone misgenders Jolinar for this episode because it hasn't been decided yet uh, that ghoul genders are the gender of the host or anything. So, you know, but uh, but also that Jolinar likes to be female, even uh, like uh, separate of all of that. Um, uh, so it's
2: the first episode you're lo- of this for this whole thing it's a lot to be a little it's Uh, gonna be a little rough
1: yeah yeah and you know they're, they're still running without a show bible for a few episodes so fair enough fair enough um <clears throat> so yeah uh, Jack is about to leave and like Carter just like yells no Jack please and like it's gonna, it's gonna be clear in a second that this isn't actually Carter this is Jolinar faking being Carter because as soon as, as soon as he leaves like Jolinar comes back and she loses all emotions and goes what does it what will it take and like looks sinister and everything uh, you know you might think if you actually wanted to do this you would have actually let Carter through and let her speak and like in a way that might convince only a a, a little better but that doesn't seem to be uh what happened here because like all like all carter says is he's telling the truth and you know the, the, it is true like it could be her actually talking but the fact the way they play this scene makes it seem like it's not it's it's just weird
2: um yeah Honestly, so, the way she freaked out didn't seem like Carter either, so... No. Yeah, that,
1: that's no. the thing, and like she says, Jack, please, and like, specifically, I'm pretty sure uh, the real Samantha Carter from this universe has never actually called him just Jack even once so far, so that's 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 the other thing that makes me want, it's not really her. That makes me think it's not really her. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Yashrak is going, like, in different hospital rooms, and he's scanning... Uh, like a man that's that's sleeping on a bed, and like you, we see a a special effect shot of this hand device that is like giving this guy an X ray, because uh, we see his skull through his face uh, as he's like scanning him, and he's clearly looking for Gould, which he's not finding, and he just the, leaves him the alone. The way
2: this, the way this does it, it, it didn't look so much in the previous shot we saw the hand thing, but <laughs> in this scene and most pretty much every scene going forward. That looks like a fidget spinner. <laughs> You're right.
1: It's like a triangular sure. thing with three, three branches. Uh it's it should have an axle on it that you could spin. That would be way more fun. That would that would keep him like you, you should you should have to spin it for the different functions because this thing does like at least three different so things. So many things.
2: Yeah. This this is the smartphone of the Gawood hand thingies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's the thing that does everything. Um, So, next up, Tilk goes over to talk to Jolinar. And this is, like, only now... Um... um, Yeah, only so, uh, Jolinar, like, goes more tactical with what she says at this point because she, she tells Tilk, so, you know, I, I know some stuff. I could help you against the system lords if you let me go. Uh, and Tilk says, yeah, uh, maybe we don't need you so much because we've already, like, been defending ourselves pretty well. And, um, and that's when Jolinar finally, uh, says to Tilk, uh, that, okay, listen. Full cards on the table. Uh, I'm actually a good gold. You've heard of the Tokra. I'm one of them. And my name is Jolinar. And just hearing this seems to freak Teal out enough that y- y- you can kind of see him uh, like widen his eyes like he's afraid. And then like he swipes his card backwards, which is like a, a well known little like continuity error there. If you look closely, like the magnetic strip on this card is uh, not in the side. Uh, on, on the side of the reader uh but yeah he he walks out of the room without saying anything um, so <laughs> back in the hospital now uh i guess the ashrak is scanning the lady from earlier who was uh, the the wife of this other guy uh but we only see him from the back and and daniel walks in because he wants to come and talk to her um and uh <laughs> he asks this he asks the ashrak because he's dressed as a doctor um as him how is she and he just walks walks out and says she's fine while walking walking past him, which once again is very uh agent forty seven <laughs> um it's
2: the most the most obvious tell if you ask a doctor how someone is and they just say fine, something is very wrong yeah she yeah. he,
1: he <laughs> doesn't say well her blood pressure is so much over so much and whatever um uh so yeah now in the hallway uh Fraser walks out and talks to a nurse. Uh, asks, asks her some questions and she asks specifically for, I guess, the file of the ash because she wants to know, like, the result of the blood work. Uh, but, like, what she sees, I guess she sees Nakwada on the file. This is never really explained, but she sees something in there that, like, freaks her out. And then, like, she runs over to his room and, uh, and then, like, she takes the bandages. I just
2: figured that I thought, like, they had just done put, pl- they had done a test earlier and oh, got one yeah. blood type and they did a test again and got the doctor's blood type Oh yeah, type. you're right. That that would make yeah. more
1: sense. Yeah, cuz like the 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 blood type has changed. What's going on here? Cuz like she rushes over and takes the bandages off and sees that it's that one doctor. Uh well like and yeah, we definitely know that he's alive because we hear the, uh, the ECG that is going beep, 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 saying he has a heartbeat. So, uh, good thing. The doctor is not dead, everyone. I know you were worried about this. <laughs> um... So, uh, next scene is Teal explaining to O'Neill what a Tokra is. Uh, he says, there's, that's an old legend shared among the Jaffa about a group of gold who oppose the system lords. Uh, uh yeah, just a small, lo- a small note that I got from, uh, Stargate Wiki here. Apparently, this is only the second time that the system lords are mentioned on the show. The first time was like, the holograph Thor, the hologram Thor, said it like in in Thor's hammer. Uh, so like this is only the second time that that the System Lords are even mentioned as an organization. Uh, I feel like we've been, I've been mentioning them a whole bunch this whole time, uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Teal'c says... yeah. Cov- there's conven-
2: this- It's a very convenient thing to have a collective noun to refer to all the big bads. Oh yeah, it's- all,
1: all, all the big <laughs> bads. Like, Apophis is one of them. And there's other ones. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, they're gonna be more visible and present starting from Season 3. And just like, their 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 existence is more implied in this season because based on the actions of what shakes up in the Gould governments and, like, uh, power structures. Uh, but yeah. Um... So, yeah, uh, Teal basically stel- t- tells O'Neill, uh, yeah, so the legend is that the Tok'ra are like renegade ghouls that just, like, that are fighting against the system lords and trying to, uh, to subvert them, basically. And O'Neill says, can you be sure that she's st- saying the truth about this? And Teal says, nope, I can't. Uh, and like, yeah, so they go over and talk to Jolnar again. And she says, yeah, I can't prove I, I am who I say I am. But I, I mean, I am. So we, could, we should just talk now, I guess. Um, so Onya says, all right, uh, if we're, if, if we're going to trust you, let's, let's talk. Uh, and Onya says, so, uh, so th- th- there was one guy from the planet... Who was like real hurt really bad, but somehow he walked out of his hospital room and like put the doctor in his place on his bed, and now we can't find him. What's the deal with that? Um, and Jolinar says, "Oh yeah, uh, that guy is called an Ashrak, He's like an ghoul assassin, and he was sent to kill me. Uh, so yeah, that's so that 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 ties everything together actually. Because so um,
2: we come to this." If there was an assassin on the planet that was there specifically to kill him <laughs> mm-hmm. to, ki- to kill her mm-hmm. why why did they send a, why did they send a whole thing of gliders and jaffa <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: good question maybe that was a different ghoul who didn't like the subversive uh, mission the, the stealth Approach. Uh, may- maybe the ashrek was like so far off the grid that he like wasn't in in contact with uh, the people he was doing the mission for. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It seems like the ashrek. Yeah,
2: why did they? Yeah, like they blew up their assassin. Uh-huh.
1: They did do that. Maybe like the Ashraak like couldn't get close enough, or wasn't progressing on his mission, or or whatever, and he called in a, an airstrike to flush flush Jonlorn out because he was afraid that she was gonna find a way to escape before he found her. I don't know. That that's a good point, Uh but yeah. Uh, the Ashrak is trying to kill Jolinar, and now he's gonna find her, and he's gonna come and kill her. Uh, and it's gonna suck, cause she's stuck in a cell right now. <laughs> so, uh, please let her out so that she can run away and hide from this guy, who's really scary. Um, so we get some more exposition. Uh, yeah, uh, so, so they, they, they explained everything, um... Uh, Okay, so apparently Teal gives us, like, some more specific exposition here. Apparently Jolinar specifically tried to overthrow a system lord, an unnamed one. But then Apophis, like, joined the battle and, like, defeated Jolinar and, like, drove her into, into hiding. Um... Oh no! Wait. Uh, so uh, g- uh, apparently, Jonlinar was on an assassination mission to kill a gold system lord. But then, like, uh, Apophis entered the room, and they started like blasting each other because that was when the the system lords were like at war against each other, I guess. Uh, and like during during this battle, Jonlinar escaped, uh, and now Jonlinar is wanted by all the gold, uh, which is uh, why they sent an assassin after her. um And, like, yeah, uh, Tilk says the word Tok'ra at this point for the first time, and Daniel turns around and says, oh, that means resistance, and we're gonna learn it means something even more specific next time we talk about them. Um, And, like, uh... Yeah, Hyman says, you know, this could just be a gold line to us, Uh, but Daniel points out that everything about the story makes sense, Uh, that's why there's this other guy who who we can't find and everything. Uh, (laughs) Um... Like Jolinar's actions wouldn't make much sense if she was really just trying to subvert uh, Earth, because she would be trying to f- something more underhanded and wouldn't be warning them about the Ashraq, who's clearly an actual threat here. So uh, they they decide basically uh, I mean,
2: that she didn't warn them about the Ashraq until that would until they brought right, it up.
1: Right, because you know Jolinar, being a spy, uh, wants to keep her cards real close to her chest and doesn't want to reveal any information that isn't necessary, but I guess she's been uh, drawn to the point that she can no longer hide anything from them. Um... And, like, the, the, there's a cool dissolve shot where, uh, where Daniel says, we don't even know what he looks like, and he's, like, looking out the window into, at his reflection into the gate room, and then it dissolves to the Ashrack, looking out the window of the hospital at the truck where they're loading up the survivors to bring them back to the SGC, basically, uh, at his own reflection. Uh, and then, like, uh, like one of, the, one of the soldiers enters the hospitals, and, like, the Ashrack says, hey... Uh, are they sending these people home? And the guy says, yep. So ashraq goes, alright, sounds good. And he just follows this guy off camera. <laughs> uh, we're gonna see what happened with him in a second. Um, so, uh, now, uh, Thiel and Daniel go over to talk to Jalinar. Uh... Uh, Yeah, they're trying to get some more information and and ask her, so what does Yashak look like? And she says, I don't know. I've never seen him. Uh, (laughs)
2: um, Very
1: helpful. Yeah. yeah. And like she asks, all right, uh, could you please just let me out of here now that we're all on on the same page and you believe me? And like Daniel says, well, I'm sorry because if you have Carter's memories, you know why I can't do that. You're st- you're still too much of a security risk and everything. Uh, and then I guess that gives Nard the ideas to look into Carter's memories and like find something to talk to Daniel about, because uh, because um, he says uh, she says, well, if you let me help you, I can help you find Shire. Um Jonar says, I know where she is, Daniel, and like but we're never actually gonna learn that information she has, cause Jalinar uh, I
2: don't believe she knows where
1: uh-huh,
2: Sharon uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. It's you, you didn't even know they killed Apophis. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that, th- th- the weird thing is apparently, like, I, I looked at this episode's page on Stargate Wiki, and one of the notes is that apparently an EU novel that takes place, like that is starring Jolinar, oh, okay. and takes place before this episode reveals that she does actually know where Sharae is, but she ne- just never gets around to actually telling Daniel. Uh, <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, um, So uh, now we're back at the hospital where the the Air Force truck is being loaded up with the survivors. uh, And then the Ashraq, who is now dressed (laughs) in an airman uniform, uh, walks into the passenger seat. Uh, of the truck in the front it really is hitman yeah this is is just hitman like
2: literally extremely (laughs) hitman
1: because he like he took this this other guy's uniform he's sitting in the thing and the pilot just looks at him and you can tell he has a dot over his head because he looks at him and says hey who the hell are you and he points to his name tag (laughs) and says John Adams and he says no you're not him and like he just uses his hand thing to like mind control this guy and then go oh yeah alright and the guy just drives so uh that seems like a handy thing to have the
2: droids you were looking for (laughs) Uh
1: yeah exactly Jedi mind trick the guy um uh and yeah now we're in Hammond's office uh and O'Neill now is uh, on the side that Jolinar is just a ghoul and like is lying about everything um but but Daniel, like, the the, the thing where she said uh, that she could find Shari was enough to convince him that she's telling the truth and that they should hear her out. Surprise, surprise. And Tilk's Teal- God damn it, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, Te- Teal'c's position is that, based on how... on what he heard about the Tok'ra from Braytac, is enough to convince him that all of that is true. Um, yeah, and they, they they just have a, a little debate uh, as to whether or not they they... Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, they, they they have a little more, like, conversation about stuff they learn from talking to Jalanar, and Daniel says it right there that apparently the Tok'ra enter, like, consensual host relationships with their hosts and take people who are <clears throat> like, have uh, sicknesses that they're gonna die or whatever and, uh, th- that's that's how they do, which is, you know, I-, I thought I thought the establishment that they take consensual hosts was only next episode, but it's in this one that's es- that's established. So, um... Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Daniel gives us, like, more information about the token than I remembered here. Um... And then, uh, and then Hammond gets a phone call, and, and he says, "All right, the <laughs> Nascent survivors are back because they're going to be shipped off to uh, that other planet that they found for them off camera that we haven't really heard about." Um, <laughs> and then, then we see like the, en- the I guess the staff entrance to the SGC, which is just like a corridor with a metal <laughs> detector in it, uh, and a guy at a, at a monitor. Uh, they have to like scan their palms to to enter this thing. That that's their ID, I guess um and the ashraq is wearing his thing that he takes off to scan his palm and the guy is like what is that and he says it's a ring want to look at it and he just like sticks it in the face of the guy as we can see the computer going red 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 like this guy's hand is not in our database or whatever uh so he just does that and walks right through the the scanner thing which is all in red now because i guess i guess it's just an in uh like, the the, the, the the palm scan failed, and now it's just going, nope. Um, so, yeah, the ASHRAC goes over to the surveillance room of the SGC, which I think is the first time we've seen it, but it's, uh, like, we're going to see it again. Uh, a whole lot of uh, surveillance monitors. Um, and he's, he just, like, walks in there, and he wants to check out where everything is, I guess, because he looks specifically at a shot of the surveillance camera in the cell, where Jalinar is um he looks at it and goes what oh yeah the, the the next shot like it's it cut off for like a brief shot of all the survivors in the gate room and and when we cut back we see that the, the two guards in the security room are now unconscious so uh, Ashrak did his thing <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, uh, they're in the control room now and, like, Hammond is being handed a phone, says something important uh, is going on in the infirmary and he says, apparently, uh, so the driver of the truck uh, it just went to the infirmary and said he doesn't remember <coughs> anything about driving there. That's weird. Um, uh, so O'Neill and Teal decide, hey, we should probably go check it out. That, that sounds fishy. Uh, enough to, uh, that's enough to, uh, to, to assume that something is happening in regards to Jolinar. Uh, so they run over there, and Hammond sounds the alarm and says, send security over to the holding cell. While they're also dialing the Stargate for the Nassians. Um, so in the holding cell, uh, the Ashrac is already there holding a gun. And he just like starts talking to Jolinar and, and he says, Oh, wow, that's a, that's a cool thing. Like the, I, the interesting weapons <laughs> these humans use. And then he like just rips the, the, the jail cell bars out of like, out of its lock and like uh, slides it open, which <laughs> may, maybe an ash is just way stronger than a regular ghoul, but you think like maybe Jolinar could have done that herself if that was an option. And I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. you, ta- you, you talked about how this is really Hitman. To you like, no, no, no. This is this is straight up Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah at that, that point, well, for starters, Hitman didn't exist yet as a reference point when this was made, but Terminator yes, did. No, it didn't exist, but <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she, she, he just walks in and starts pointing his uh, his his hand uh, fidget spinner at her. Uh, and she decides that, well, she's about to die, and she's gonna g- give her her little, like, resistance b- Che Guevara speech at him and say, hey, listen to this. Uh, someday we're gonna kill all of you ghouls, and, like, the Tok'ra are gonna free the galaxy, uh, whatever. Which is, you know, the kind of thing you might say if there was an audience for her to say it to, but sh- she's just saying that to her actual assassin, so I don't know if that's gonna do anything for you, but there you go. Um show <laughs> the abstract starts. So, the the thing where he was scanning the guy's head earlier and showing his skull, he does that again, but I guess at a stronger setting that's hurting her now. Uh, not very clear exactly once again what this thing does, but he's like showing, she, you can see her skull to her face, and she goes cross-eyed a little bit in a kind of goofy way while he's doing that and she's, uh, he's hurting her. It's it's another one of those ghoul torture-to-death devices. I
2: mean, you see a little bit more of it. Little more there. You, you do see, like, a glowy spot in the middle of her skull that, like, shrinks as the scanners pointed oh, at yeah. it, which I think is supposed to be Jolinar. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I didn't even notice that.
1: Uh, oh, you're right. It's okay, it's really subtle, but you're right, I do, I do see it.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, th- that's which- so.
2: It's an interesting thing. It's like, why would the Gawood invent a weapon that kills the, Gaw- the Gawood's inviolate, yeah, but not I, the Yeah, I
1: host? guess it's meant to be a really covert weapon. It's specifically meant to assassinate ghouls or Tok'ras. Uh, yeah, I, I, it hadn't even like occurred to me that this is specifically only killing Jolinar and leaving Carter uh, intact. Maybe you're just I mean, trying to clear
0: it out, it, you know, so you can take yeah. the body.
2: Yeah. i mean i guess yeah that makes sense with what we'll find out about find out about this yeah. later um you might want to take the host yeah. after um
1: but it's gonna anyway it's gonna turn out that uh that carter maybe would have died if not for john and R choosing to like sacrifice herself to save her um but yeah uh they so uh it, like Teal and O'Neal and a few security guards are running in the hallway towards the cell and they run past the Ashrak who's running in the other direction and he tells them like two guards are dead and the prisoner and like they don't really react to this even though this guy just said Carter is dead uh, they, they, I guess they're too worried about it and ju- they just keep running um, so they, they, they walk in there and like uh, Teal looks at the guards and, and confirms that the two guards are dead but O'Neill goes over to, uh, to look at Sam uh he says hey like uh, he tries to wake her up and we see like we see her eyes move a little bit and indicating that she's not dead um so they take her over to the infirmary on a stretcher um so yeah fraser does her thing uh well sorry uh yeah uh medical jargon happens uh i think that's it for this this short little scene here uh Daniel is at the gate room just to say goodbye to the survivors, specifically the lady he talked to earlier, to tell her that everything's going to be fine and uh, this planet is going to be nice. They just say goodbye to each other. Um, so we're back in the infirmary, and uh, Fraser is a little dumbfounded because there's there's two brain signals on the EKG, like the, the, the brain scanner that she's hooked up to. And they go, oh, that's weird. uh." and they say well I, this machine like shows one in green and one in red so i guess like it can just like separate them and this machine can apparently just do that and say, oh there's there's two brains in there so that's fine <laughs> so to, just just to to make uh the audience's uh, understanding of the scene easier they do that um so yeah then the, the 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 security guards that are with the Ashrak run into the gate room kind of suspiciously uh, right after all the Nassians are done going through the stargate and Daniel just kind of turns around and like you you see the Ashrak starting to walk th- towards the Stargate, and then the Stargate shuts off, and he just, like, kind of stands there and looks around, doesn't really know what to do. Like, acting really suspiciously right now. Uh, this this is the part of the Hitman mission where everything goes wrong because you just did something that you weren't supposed to do. Um... Because daniel walks walks up to him and remembers this guy's face from when he was a doctor earlier but he he's not quite quick enough to realize what this means cuz all he does is stand right in front of him and say hey i know you <laughs> and the ashrak just like grabs him and po- points his gun at him and daniel goes oh jeez <laughs> like he's just kind of disappointed that this is how they, this turned out this they turned out to go um <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah the Ashrax says alright uh, here's what's gonna happen now are you gonna turn the Stargate on so, I so that I can escape or I'm gonna shoot Daniel um, so yeah that's it uh, we're back in the infirmary uh, and yeah uh, Fraser says it looks like based on the EKGs looks like the ghouls dying and Sam may also die uh, uh, yeah we don't know yet but uh, then the alarm sounds because of the stuff that's happening in the Stargate room, um, and Daniel try so so back in the Stargate room, uh, Daniel says, "Yeah, they're not gonna let you do it. It's not gonna work." Uh, the Ashrak shoots the security glass in front of the the the, the control room to like uh, underline his demand. Uh, we we see like a bullet hole from the perspective of I guess Hammond, and then like when it turns around, we it's not in the glass anymore. <laughs> that that's 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 kind of like a. Weird mistake that they made. Um, uh, back in the back in the infirmary, they they wanna okay, so it's just whipping back and forth. Uh, it, nothing happens in the infirmary. Basically, uh, Fraser says we ch- we should use the defibrillator. Uh, in the gate room, Teal T- T- just walks in with a zat and says, "Sorry, Daniel Jackson," and just shoots them both once with the zat. And then, like Daniel falls to the ground, and the Ashrak is still standing there, and he's about to shoot Teal with his gun, but then Teal just, z- just zats him a second time and kills him. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and we see uh, Daniel like laying on the ground. I,
2: I love the zat so much. They're just. <laughs> The most convenient. Oh yeah, weapon. it's so it's so
1: good. Teal Til made a real good call in grabbing that one when he went there. Uh,
0: <laughs> they they had to do they had to use not actual ammunition right. is what they yeah, had yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just just not use bullets
1: and it's gonna be fine. Um, <laughs> um so, yeah, we we get, like, Daniel is, like, laying on the ground, still ca- kind of convulsing from being electrocuted. Uh, and Tilk, like, just goes up to him and says, are you injured? And he says, dumb question. Uh, it's just funny that being hit with a zat once seems to either knock you completely out or just kind of tickle and, like, annoy you a little bit. Because Daniel is still, like, conscious enough to talk and make a joke back at Tilk, I guess. <laughs> but he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's been through worse. Uh, so yeah, we're back in the infirmary, and now and now Sam is okay. And like I guess based on the the EKG thing, we know that Jolinar is dead. And like Sam wakes up and says, uh, "The the gold saved my life. It sacrificed itself for me." <laughs> and that's wow. That's that's special. That it, like so I guess O'Neill who was. Still kind of doubting about that, that Jolinar's story, story was real, finally believes it now because Jolinar sacrificed herself to save Carter, which is not something an evil ghoul would do. So she must have been real, uh, really, uh, a nice tokra. Um, and then the last scene is just like Sam laying in bed in the infirmary, uh, looking like shocked or traumatized. Uh, <laughs> Daniel brings her some flowers, uh, and she doesn't like. She, he tries talking to her. She doesn't really answer because she's still kind of fucked up. Um, and, like we see, Cassandra's there now, and they want to send her over to talk to Sam. And like she just goes there, and she like goes into her, climbs up into bed with her, and gives her a hug and everything. And like she, that, that she, she like Cassandra says, "You're gonna be okay," and like that's what makes Sam turn around and hug her and everything and kind of smile. So that that's cute. That's a nice resolution to everything. Um, uh-huh. And that's
0: it. Da, da,
1: da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah uh that was in the line of duty uh
0: like yeah like i said that's that's the start of uh you know it's 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 uh i would say it's a pretty apt title because a lot of a lot of a lot of people got got in the line <laughs> yeah. of duty yeah in this one they were just doing yeah. their job, and yeah, uh, you don't
1: you don't you don't want that to be that 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 phrase to be appended to anything you did. Really, it's never good. <laughs> like, it's uh, never uh, airman so and so got a cake in the line of duty. It's always you know died or got 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 goulded, but got better from it. <laughs> got um, so yeah, uh, more more on. All of that, uh, in later episodes, not the next one, because we're, we're up for some planets of the week now. We, we've had too much plot happen in l- lately, so they're gonna like, uh, turn it back a gear and uh, go back to, uh, to just, uh, one off episodes for a little bit before we go back to that plot. But it's gonna be real interesting, and now it, Carter has some stuff, like some experience with Jolinar is gonna come back and be relevant for a whole bunch of things and we're gonna see more Tokra coming up if you haven't watched the show, exciting times all
0: around. Well uh, and that's in mm-hmm. later episodes, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Where where she can she can almost use the yeah. the gold yeah, tech, yeah, yeah
1: that's yeah that's gotta, that's going to be established in a bit like cuz cuz you know having had naphthodyne in her blood like like we saw with Cassandra in this episode it lets you like kind of detect gold and it has some other applications that we're going to get to uh but the, yeah that's that that, that, yeah, that gives Nak- carter like something unique and fun about her character that is not just she's the smart scientist on the team and also the girl so uh, yeah
2: naphthodyne is weird it can just do anything yep. and Na- in- is it's apparently safe to have in your blood, but also can power nuclear yeah, warheads. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's exactly <laughs> like Tiberium is in Command and Conquer, basically. It's just the, the magic rock that can do whatever the writers want it to do. Uh, it does anything you want it to. Uh, so the, join us next week for the episode, which is titled Prisoners. Uh, we're going to get there. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it's still a fun one. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a few more episodes before we get back to uh, the big Season long arcs. Uh, we don't have any questions this week, but uh, you can follow our Twitter at, at Jaffa Takes. You can follow my personal Twitter at The Real Simban. You can send an email to Jaffa Takes Podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, join our uh, channel on the Audio Entropy Discord, which there's a link in the show description. Uh, M, anything you want to say before we leave here?
2: Um, You can follow me on Twitter at <clears throat> At of Healy. That's been it. All right.
1: Jivika, any last
0: words for our audience? Uh no. Don't don't get maybe COVID. Don't uh, get maybe COVID. If you, if you already if you already haven't, and if yeah. you have, well yeah. uh Yeah. Here we are. Get, yeah, get vaccinated. Yeah. Oh God. Take care
1: of yourself. Drink some water. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't, like, if you're up for a vaccination or or a booster shot, get it, everyone. Mm. Uh, don't listen to Zachary Levi in general about anything. Oh God. Uh, yeah. This is a good 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 life advice in general. Uh, and that's gonna be it for us this week. So join us next week, everyone. Uncreat.